You're listening to Auto D coming at you live. Yes, which way, what, when, how? Mr. Auto D flip the track right now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on this unseasonably warm January evening here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Otto Daniolo, broadcasting from Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Network Studios, high above Camelback Road. And Happy New Year. Uh, well, 2017 is now in the books, and 2018 is on the fast track to being written as well. And for me, 2017 was full of new endeavors and ended with more irons in the fire than I can begin to count. And I anticipate 2018 being the most exciting year of my life, and I hope yours is for you as well. So uh, to kick off the new year, I think uh, I thought it would be cool to have a local focus. And uh, joining me tonight is a photographer noted for her work photographing musicians in action all around the greater Phoenix metro area. Jenny Kaufman from Bad Rooster Images will be with me in just a few minutes. But uh, to first set the mood, I thought we would use a tune from Pink's Funhouse CD called So What? So uh, join me and Jenny in just a few minutes.
listening to Auto D coming at you live. And that was Pink with So What here on the Auto D Show, which is brought to you by Trattoria D'Amico in Awatuki, an authentic Italian restaurant where you'll often find me right after the show. They're on the north side of Warner Road and just west of I-10, so stop in and tell them that Auto sent you. And now I would like to welcome to the show my uh, friend and photographer, Jenny Kaufman. Jenny, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. You are one of a handful of photographers that seem to catch all the local groups all the time. That tends to be your focus. Yes, it is. Um, I try to go to a lot of clubs and meet new bands and see what they're up to and see what they're putting out. How did you first fall into shooting uh, musicians? Actually, it was by accident. Okay. Um, Ended up going to a photo shoot with my husband, had his old camera, and that was my first band that I shot. And you're like, I like this. I kind of liked it. It was, it was invigorating. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun watching the music and, and how they moved. It, it was just, there was something about it. Mm-hmm. The lighting, the way they held the mic, the way they sang, and, and each song had its own, I don't know, it was kind of like it had its own production. Okay. So was this the first time that you shot a musician, or was it the first time you were using a camera and shooting a gig? That was actually the first to shoot a gig this is like your first photographic job in a sense Uh, no not job it it kind (laughs) of was like I said by accident Mm -hmm. you know he was there with another photographer working with him and doing that job I just happened to kind of be a in the background to see if even I liked it Mm -hmm. so yeah and I I fell in love I didn't realize I could do it that's cool how long ago was that oh my gosh I don't know what maybe seven years Mm mm-hmm and yeah, so maybe about seven years. So it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. I could be a little off on the, on the years because they just kind of roll into each other. Yeah, no, I understand that. So um, that was with your, you said with your husband, Chris. So the two of you are Bad Rooster Images? That's yes, the company. we are both Bad Rooster. Um, and honestly, the rooster is real. His name is Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> and, awesome. he's, and he's horrible. He's just the meanest little guy. Really? Um, but yeah, Chris and I both together uh, combined our talents to be able to put on one page rather than having two pages and two different things going on in the same. For instance, if we went to the same gig or the same event, you know, to have that in two different platforms, we just kind of combined it. Mm-hmm. So. And then uh, I noticed on your website, you've got some, uh, besides the music shots, which are great, there's a lot of uh, boating shots and, and automobile shots. Right. Um, so, we find ourselves out at the racetrack. He does most of the sports and the motor, you know, anything to do boats and cars, anything mm-hmm. with an engine in it. Mm-hmm. He's got it. And how long has Chris been doing this? Oh, my gosh. About, I, I want to say about the same time. Um, you know, he's, he picked it up as a hobby, and it just turned into its own animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. I was going to say, from some of the shots I saw, when you catch these boats sideways up in the air, and it's... It looks like they're not moving. There's no blur. The age, the speed of the camera. Well, I'll tell you, he's taken time to practice, and, and he does his research. And, mm-hmm. you know, he gets in there, and he's met a lot of people that have given him the opportunity to be part of their events, to be part of, uh, you know, just the travel. Um, but there are a lot of great people here in Arizona that have kind of taken him into the industry, I would say. Mm-hmm. But he's, yeah, he's having a good time out there. Now, how did you get into photography? Was it when you met Chris? Were you involved in photography before that? Not by any means. Um, Chris actually has a day job, and that photography is his what he would love to turn into a full-time job. Okay. 
Um, and eventually I'm hoping we get him there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, uh, it's only on the side or as an event, uh, sports-wise, comes into town. So how early did you start? Um, well, I kind of started right along the same time, but not to that level. Mm-hmm. Because I just wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know I could do it. Right. I didn't know if that was something that I liked or I didn't know the ins and outs of my camera to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I'll just go take a class, figure out <laughs> what button does what and why does it do it. Well, that's that's a start. But, you know, as you well know, capturing those images requires a little bit more as you get it all together. Well, know? shooting sports is one thing because you have light or, you you know, you have the track lights out there and, and sometimes that has its own headache. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to music itself, music, you don't, I don't get the luxury of shooting with flash. Right. So that in itself is a whole crazy concept of being able to shoot a musician in action, being able to find where the light is coming from and where it's going and what musician is going to do what. You, sometimes you don't know and sometimes you do. Right. And I would imagine you tend to look around to see who looks, who's in the right light, who, who looks like it's going to give you a good image. I mean, you kind of search for that. That's a lot of it, is trying to figure out where the light is. Are, is my base guy going to run into the light or is he going to stay in the dark? Because typically <laughs> a lot of venues will have the uh, guitars on either side of the stage, left and right, and those guys will be in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, even, every now and then I'll have a drummer who also is not well lit so comes that challenge of how setting your camera so you can walk into a gig with one setting by the time you walk out you've already changed your settings on your camera i don't know maybe 50 60 times Mm -hmm. so each song has its own concept of lighting each singer each muse i don't know music event whether Mm -hmm. it's a festival or stage everything has a different take on it as far Mm -hmm. as settings on your camera and uh, if you had an opportunity, I'm just wondering if you've ever come across where there is a lighting guy running the lights and you can actually have a conversation with him ahead of time? I would definitely ask him for more light. Just more and, light? And please, no blue, no blue lights. Why? The, Why no blue lights? The blue lights are just so hard on the skin. Uh-huh. And those are just hard to work with when you go to posting, um, mm-hmm. when you go to process them. You know, um, Typically, unless there's lighting behind the musician to separate the the background from the musician, otherwise mm-hmm. it's just one big blur or blob of blue. Right. And the larger the stage, the more space there is behind them, so it can really just fall off into dark if it's not lit. Well. Exactly, exactly. So it's kind of an abyss back there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't just shoot for uh, local bands. You've shot some big-name acts that have come through town. I have. I have. I've been fortunate to have those put in my direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last one that I had was uh, Third Eye Blind during their um, their uh, tour. Oh, cool. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Well, you know, oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I think I said that incorrectly. Not Third Eye Blind. Oh, maybe it was. Um, they came to town, and they were here with Silver Sun Pickups. And uh, so... They were kind of cool because when I first heard them, I was in, I don't know, high school. Mm -hmm. And so I never had been to a concert. Well, being able to see them and hear them and watch them, it was kind of neat just watching a big act on a big stage. And they have different lighting. Going back to the lighting conversation, they have 
I don't know, I guess their own setup. Yeah, they're, they're traveling with the stage right. with their own lighting, so it's always the same for them mm-hmm. every night. You know. So it was nice. It was almost kind of like here. Was it an shoot. easier job? Oh, I don't know if it's easier because there's some nerves that are in there that you want to get the shot right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your nerves can get the best of you that you're overthinking your shots. Mm-hmm. Um, overthinking the lighting, overthinking how much to bring into your camera. And, and sometimes the lighting that they offer you is a lot greater as opposed to the venues here in town locally. Right. Where the lights are just kind of set and that's what you get. The lights never move and the band keeps changing. Right. So you have stagnant lights and then, you know, here locally. Mm -hmm. Um, But concert photography lighting is manic to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's all over the place. It's moving constantly. Constantly. A lot of motorized pieces and... And how was it uh, in, in terms of dealing with these guys? Let me ask you a question with with this particular concert. Were you there as an independent photographer or were you there with a publication or what was your access to that show? My access was through a publication. Mm-hmm. And through that publication, I was able to get in, have a pass, um, and just kind of do what I need to do. But unfortunately, you only get the first three songs. And then they kind of kick you out. They kick you off, right, out of the pits. And was that you or was that, that's what they do with all the photographers? They want to let you get your bits, then they just want to get you out of the way? (laughs) That's what they do with all the photographers. Okay. Right? So prior to that, Silver Sun pickups were there. And so I got the last three shots because that band asked for the last three shots to be done by photographers. Last three songs? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you guys would like for the end of one band, beginning of the next band, and then out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, with a show like that, did you have, uh, is the top access that everybody had? Are there levels of access? You know, it just depends on how you're set up, either who you know and what they're going to do. So sometimes you're fortunate to just get the three songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's times when you get the golden ticket and you can go to the back, you know, have full access to the back of the stage, mm-hmm. um, even dressing room areas. But that doesn't happen too often, but it would be nice. Yeah. And is your preference to shoot uh, an art, or maybe it just depends on your mood and the song and, and what you're seeing through the camera, but sometimes it's really cool, and I've seen in a lot of your shots where you're shooting from the side and or behind uh, the artist a little bit, and so that the lighting is in the image in a sense from the front, as opposed to looking at them on the stage, which really presents a whole different feeling. Right, so what I like to do is shoot from the side or from the back solely because it's giving the audience something that they cannot see from the front. So they know that they're seeing the front of the stage, the singers, the musicians moving around on stage. But when you're coming from the side, you see them sometimes interact. For instance, you'll have the guitar player or the bass player that'll turn to the drummer, and you see that facial interaction of of almost like, dude, this rocks kind of emotion on their face. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool because the lighting, they'll move in and out of lighting that you typically cannot just get from the front. Mm-hmm. So do you tend to like to find a place to park where, no. where you kind of like what you're seeing and then let people walk in and out of that space and capture that? Or what do you do? Are you constantly on the move? Well, I'm constantly on the move. And typically you'll see me in venues moving around from either side to side and around. I like to create a pattern when I shoot. And um, the crazy thing is I learned that pattern in a class. <laughs> I took a crime scene photography class. Really? Um, and I got a lot out of it, which is really interesting to utilize. Well, you know, working with bands and crime scenes, they're not that different. <laughs> well, no, but it's kind of cool. You know, just being able to have a concept as how you want to shoot. 
um, is important. Now, can you describe to me what you mean by a pattern then? then give okay. Me a, just so I understand. So if you're on stage, I typically start um, in the center of the room and I watch where the musicians are going to move to. What I'll do is create a pattern. So you go corner to corner in the room um, and then you do a 360 and just shoot in those different angles. What it's providing is movement because you don't want to have, say if you have a bass guitar that doesn't really move too much from his position. Mm -hmm. Well, at this point, I've moved. So if you're not going to move, I'm going to find movement for Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But never do I stay in one spot. Mm -hmm. What would you say translated from the crime scene photo class? Uh, to to working with the bands. I mean, what was the thing you, you primarily learned? When you, we talk about patterns, is that designed for, uh, you know, total coverage, the concept, just to make sure you cover it all? Is that where the pattern's coming from? Yeah, it's exactly that. You have coverage. Um, you want to make sure you get a little bit of everything in the image. You want to be able to get the full picture of what's occurring in front of you. Um, have you ever been in the way? Um, Ever had bands give you grief, like, don't don't get up here or move over? No, in fact, I've been invited many a times to come on stage, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, be able to get on stage and and take photos of them directly as they're either drumming or singing. Um, I find myself that I don't even realize that I'm on stage because the camera just, I don't know what it does to me. It just gets me up there and I can't stop myself sometimes. I have to kind of take a breather and say, okay. Just relax, chill out, let's start over here. Um, That's funny. But it's fun just being able to be next to the music and and feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what I'm seeing, and I, and I try to translate that as I'm working when I, when I do post my images, um, because there's so much emotion on stage. Mm-hmm. The, the emotion that comes from, say, for instance, a drummer, he's so passionate, or she's passionate. Um, there, there's so much body movement in itself you know from the from the feet to the to the upper body the head swaying there there's just so Arms much swinging around yeah. yeah you know same thing with singers you know you've got some singers that love to be there in the center and then you have others that um will will move from side to side or move just utilize their space mm-hmm. um because nowhere on the stage is their boxes mm-hmm. um they can get out of their boxes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and i and i always encourage musicians or when i have a band hire me i'll ask them please just move around you know ham it up it's it's good if you ham it up and and it works mm-hmm. uh, if it's a small stage hamming it up helps because it makes it from the different angles that i shoot from I can make it look like a large stage or like it's a big production. And it, it really isn't. It could be just a room. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned, <clears throat> again, we always talk a little bit before the, the show. Yeah. But you had mentioned um, we had discussed musicians finding the light, finding their light. Um, so my, my question to you when you had mentioned that was, from a metaphysical point of view, I can see how, or a spiritual point of view, it's important for them to shine and find their, their sense of self. But also, I would imagine you're really referencing, especially on a local market where the lights are static, don't stand in the shadows. If I, if you want me to take your picture, you step into You have to find your light. If you're going to do a solo, don't, and the guy can't point the light at you, get where the light is. Is that kind of that, part of the problem? That is the problem, is n- them not finding their light. Move into where the light is, because a lot of these venues don't, or don't actually don't have the access to move the lighting around and and to, I don't know, tune it in for the mm-hmm. for the band 
and especially if you have four or five bands going up, you know, one after another, the lighting is going to only change minimally. Mm-hmm. But what I what I always like is to have them go into the light, find your light on stage, because there are dark dark spots. Mm-hmm. If you take a look around you, there are dark spots. Yeah. Go into the light. You know, go ahead and you know turn your your body into the light because those lend to great images. Uh, for for not only myself as a photographer, but other photographers. I'm not the only one there at venues, but that helps get a good image. Um, hiding from you know, in the corners doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, there's been times where I've shot some bands and I couldn't produce an image or two because they were in the dark. Yeah, and that, a certain amount of that can be cool for a vibey shot of a guy back in the back. But I mean, overall, you really need to have some light up there to shoot people. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, also, it seems that it's become so much more important for uh, up-and-coming artists especially to have quality images because of social media and we're sharing. They're playing, so it's difficult for them to take their own pictures. You see more and more shots of bands selfieing with the audience, you know, which is kind of cute. But uh, I, I posted recently that I think every band should now have a new member and they should play the camera. I mean, a band that doesn't have a really great photographer that really goes with them, travels with them, shoots every every show, and becomes a part of the band that helps then do social media and manage the image of the band, uh, that's, to me, become an equally responsible part and should get, they should be on the poster, like this guy plays guitar, this guy plays bass, this is the photographer. I mean, it's, it seems like it's coming to that place. Well, mu- music is definitely visual. As, as much as we enjoy it in our ears and we turn it on in the radio, on the, in the car, um, it's definitely visual. Um, because if you go somewhere, say, say you go to a restaurant or a bar, you're going to see posters and immediately say, oh, I want to see that band or I like them. And you haven't heard anything. You just know that you've heard of them or you've heard them on, on the local radio stations, but you've heard them now that you've seen them, it's piqued your interest. Mm -hmm. So music is visual and music isn't going away by any means. And if someone can see what you look like, then you're hitting different um, groups of people. You know, there's some young ladies that enjoy following some of the singers or musicians. Then you have some of the men that, and guys that like to, you know, they, they want to play the air guitar while the band is up there. They're just, everybody mm-hmm. ha- has their visual cue that they enjoy when they see music. Mm-hmm. And speaking of seeing music, as you're on stage looking uh, at the band or looking for the shot, you're looking through the camera. And how focused do you get? I mean, in terms of what's really going on around you. I get lost. I get lost. There's times where I really, really have to pull the camera away just to listen to the music. I get so focused as if I'm in a tunnel because I'm watching each member of the band and I'm watching their face and their body language. But I get lost sometimes. There's been times where I didn't even realize they've already moved on to the second and third song that I'm being ushered off. Right. So oh, wow. It goes e- by because you're just not even Yeah. There. It's easy to get lost in the moment. And have you ever wanted to say to somebody, oh, wait, do that again, do that again. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. I saw it through the eye. Well, you know, and that's the thing is there's been times where either the light changed on me and my focus in my camera decided to do something else uh, yeah. where you just want to throw your camera down and cry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know better. I know better. Yeah, my husband would probably kill me if I did that. <laughs> I bet. Honey, the, the drop the mic concept is a joke. Nobody drops the mic. <laughs> no one who's it. ever bought one drops the mic. Now, I have yeah. had a guitar actually hit my lens. Oh, wow. So I was that close, and it was a cool moment, but it wasn't cool after I got home and realized what had happened. 
<laughs> right. So yeah, there, there's moments where you know your your equipment takes a beating. Now, how much do uh, performers play to you if they know you're there? For example, when I'm doing the show, on very very often, I can't even see someone who's in front of the stage because of the lights. So I so it's hard to play for a photographer. It takes a, it takes us a, a venue where you can see them. <laughs> Right, right. But do you get a bit of that? And does, how does that? How do you feel about what they're doing for you? If I'm if I'm working for a band, typically they'll know I'm around. Um, if it's a band that I walked in to check I ho- out, I hope they know they're there. If they no, hired sometimes, you. <laughs> well, sometimes. Well, yeah, but sometimes the manager will hire me, okay. and the band doesn't they may realize. Not know. Interesting. Right, because it's all behind the scenes work, and and you know, hey, can mm-hmm. you be there at this time, or we'll be at this venue. Right. Um, <laughs> but there's times when I like to go and check out a band and or I'm asked to go check out a band and do a review on them. Um, and they don't know I'm there or why I'm there if, if they do see me. But um, sometimes that's okay if they don't see me um, because then I can get the candid shots. I can get the moments that uh, as they're setting up their equipment that they don't realize people are watching them. Mm-hmm. So, Are there um, local bands that you feel are, are far more... Uh charismatic on stage or crazy on stage that are funner to shoot because it's just going to be wild yeah okay so different genres i'll say genres okay um you'll have metal music where they're a little more physical and moving around then you have some of the bands that do the all-american music uh right that sometimes they move and then sometimes they don't and sometimes (laughs) they don't it just it varies Mm -hmm. um I know that small stages don't lend to a lot of movement, but then mm-hmm. you've got some of these singers that can make the best out of that yeah. stage. So like it's, Corey, it's hit and miss. Corey with Wives, have you shot the Wives? No. You might want to check them out because okay. you'll be chasing them all over the stage. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, great uh, rock and roll group to shoot. I think they're a lot of fun to shoot. And not that I've ever shot them, I've just watched them, and they're very entertaining. And then another group that's really fun to, to watch um, is Driver River Yacht Club because there's so many people doing so many things. Uh-huh. Uh fascinating group to watch so they'd be fun to shoot too if you haven't shot them and you know what i think i'm going to do is i'm going to give you an opportunity to take a drink of water i'm going to spin a song and then i want to take you back because we haven't really talked about where did you come from we jumped right into this whole thing of what you're doing i'd like to know a little bit more about your background so take a minute um this is the auto d show i'm here with jenny kaufman from bad rooster images and i'm going to play a song that she told me she loved when she was a kid and i have never played this song on the show so here's a judy garland with somewhere over the rainbow
listening to AutoD, coming at you live. And that was Somewhere Over the Rainbow with Judy Garland here on the AutoD show, where my guest is Jenny Kaufman. Uh, Jenny, you had mentioned that you had that record when you were little, and you loved that record. I did. I loved that crazy record. In fact, I had it, and I had a little record player that I toted around in my room. I, uh-huh. I don't know why. I just loved it. That's mm-hmm. my favorite movie, and every year when it comes on TV, I, that's, I plant myself in front Still, of it. You know, it's a great song, and it's a great movie, but it's, a, it's just a beautiful song, and Judy Garland's rendition, I think, is incredible. It's just a wonderful track. So where were you born? I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, okay. um, born and raised, ran around there, graduated, uh, took a few college courses, and then joined the Air Force from there. Okay, wow. So <laughs> we just went from birth to, to graduation from college in, in one sentence. No, it's great. Um, so obviously this is your, your introduction to uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow was in, was in Texas as well. When yeah, when I, was, when I was a little kid, I don't even know how I got the, mm-hmm. the album. Maybe it was a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Was it a close and play kind of carry along? It, it was. One of those? It was. And oh. I remember messing up the needle on all sorts because <laughs> I didn't know how sensitive it oh, was. You know, I was yeah. just like, oh, geez. But yeah, that was my favorite album. I think for Christmas I got uh, one year when I was a kid. We got a little close and play turntable, and then my mom had given me, I think it were three forty fives, and like uh, five dollars to go buy records, which was a crap load of records. I think they were yeah. forty nine cents a piece, you know, at the time back when singles were forty nine cents. <laughs> pretty amazing. But um, Wedding Bell Blues was one of the records that they bought me with that. Close and play. Do you remember that song? No. Oh, probably not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Didn't mean, to, didn't mean to do that to you. Your parents would remember it. So I have to have that conversation with them. So you you mentioned college classes. What did you study in school? Well, originally, I, I had no clue. Like anybody else, you go to school and you just take a bunch of random classes. You don't show up and... Eventually, you <laughs> and it becomes an exercise in social education, right? Socializing. Right. You know, trying to figure out, okay, what's next? But I, I thought I wanted to be some kind of engineer. I had no clue what kind. I just know that engineering made sense to me, and I thought, well, let's give that a try. You know, so that's kind of the direction I started going. Civil engineering. Mm-hmm. You say started. Did you uh, walk away with a degree from college? Or did no, you I didn't. Wa- well, actually, no, I didn't get it. I ended up going into the Air Force from there uh, right after high school. Well, not right after. I took maybe about a year or two. Um, and just my grandfather said, well, you know, maybe it's a good idea. And I don't think anybody else in the family knew that I was going to do it. But wow. my grandfather was a big support in me going into the Air Force, which was really odd. And not the Guard. You went right into the Air right Force. Right into the Air Force, yeah. He, uh, I, I loved art to begin with, and I knew that art wasn't going to pay the bills or get me a, an apartment so engineering was the next best thing when you say art what do you mean I like to draw at the time I used to draw a lot and I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to paint wow and uh I don't know if I was any good at it but I enjoyed it you know it was but def- you knew right away wow I love this but the people yeah. don't make a living at this your parents are probably telling you you can't do that <laughs> for a living well no you know what I don't think my parents ever told me I couldn't do anything cool they just let us do what we needed to do and encouraged us or helped us out my mom was amazing you mm-hmm. know to help my mom to help us all out she always encouraged us to do our best and to just give our 100 percent. and to help us all out how many of us were there oh i'm sorry no, well, no, no. <laughs> my just, two brothers you realize i never asked huh? i have two two younger brothers uh okay. one is in colorado the other one's in nebraska and they cool. both have families. And, and were you the only one that went into the military at no, all? No, my brother actually, my middle brother actually went in and retired. Um, he also went Air Force. 
Okay. So, so what did you do in the Air Force? What was your I job? was a civil engineer and water, waste, plumbing, anything to do with that concept, which was mm-hmm. not pretty, by the way. Right. Um, but it took me to places like Japan and Korea and Guam. So uh, your work was more of probably in relationship to uh, temporary camps and temporary or base locations? And- base locations is all, and also anytime there was a disaster, I was one of the ones that would be sent in for recovery. Mm-hmm. So to bring up a base back to its norm or to help out in any kind of disaster. When you were in the Air Force, were you into photography at all? Um, I did have a video camera and I thought, well, maybe that's what I wanted to do. Cause I enjoyed, you know, everywhere I was that they always tell you, take pictures, take pictures and enjoy the world. Well, I had a video camera, but what I didn't realize was you'll have to upload your videos to be able to watch them. You can't just mm-hmm. go through the box of pictures. Right. Um, but I've always liked photography. I've always enjoyed black and white art. And I, I just, there's something about it that just kind of draws me in. How long were you in the air force? About seven years. And so I, I actually was in Japan when I met my husband and my boyfriend at the time. Huh? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he he was a staff sergeant when I met him. What um, rank did you retire at? I didn't retire. I actually got okay. out because. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, that makes sense. No, no, yeah. To retire in seven years, that's what you meant. <laughs> well, that would be nice. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, so. You know, I had met my, my husband at the time, and or my boyfriend at the time, and ended up, we got married, and, you know, just came back to the States, and... Uh, Where else did you go besides Japan? Uh, let's see, I spent time in Cuba, just for a short stint. Um, Korea was there, but I wasn't stationed there, and we took hops over there mm-hmm. for the for the travel, and, mm-hmm. you know, spend money. Right. Um, and then I ended up in Nebraska. Okay. <laughs> So when I got back to Nebraska, I was stationed there and got out there in Nebraska. And from Nebraska, then did you go back to Texas? Or you guys were married at this point? We were married at this point, and we stayed there in Nebraska, bought a house, had a baby, and just made our life there for a little Mm -hmm. while. Mm-hmm. So, mm -hmm. Did you come to Arizona from Nebraska, or was there a couple of stops on the way? I did. Um, What I was looking for is to get us out of where we were because it just, it's cold, you know, I and, know. And, and I don't know that either my husband and I can do really well in the, in the winter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I applied to a position out here in Arizona, and my husband has his mom and dad here. So that was a nice transition to be able to be here with his mom and dad and his daughter, because mm-hmm. he's got his own, his daughter, my stepdaughter. Um, so it's nice to be here with family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a nice transition, having a job to fall into and then being able to be around your family. Have you been back to Japan? No, I would love to go. you wanted to go. to go? God, yes. I wish I could have stayed, to be honest with you. Right. The food was amazing. Just being the air, the, it just, oh, I fell in love with it. I have a few friends who've toured Japan, and one in particular goes on, on occasion, a saxophone player, Eddie Minenfield. And one time I said to Eddie, well, you know, you should take me. Don't you need one more sound guy, <laughs> or don't you need a roadie? I mean, Doesn't I'd like to go to Japan. <laughs> You're right. And he said, Otto, you don't want to go to Japan. I said, why not? He goes, because you'd never come home. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I thought, wow, really? He said, yeah, it's lovely. You would just love it. It is absolutely beautiful. And I have never been. I mean, they have festivals of all kinds. It, the whole thing is that if you go somewhere, make every effort to get out of your room. Make mm-hmm. every effort to go and see something. Mm-hmm. Whether somebody wants to go with you or not, you get up and you go. Mm-hmm. Go check out the world. Well, let's talk about music even through those times. Okay. Um, uh, music plays a big part of your life right now. Uh, has it always been a big part of your life? Have you always been a big music fan? You know, I, I enjoy music because I cannot play an instrument. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my, both my brothers played, and they they could do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they they could pick up a sport, they could pick up a, an instrument, they, they can do anything. I just cannot play an instrument, <laughs> but I've always enjoyed it. Uh, both my brothers were, you know, they they picked something up in high school, and so you know, as a kid, I would sit there and watch and listen, thinking, oh, that that doesn't sound too good, or that's not the way it should be done, but okay. Um, but they're pretty good. Uh, but moving on, you know, into as I got older, you meet people and you realize, okay, so when I met my husband, he, he enjoyed Metallica. That was what was always playing when, when we were dating. And so not only that, but there was a Cheap Trick. So there's a few songs. Oh, man, I love Cheap Trick. <laughs> so there's a I few songs. I saw like seven times. Really? So many Cheap Trick stories for you, but. Yeah, but there's a few songs, you know, when I hear it, I always think back of when we were dating and running around Japan and doing our thing. Well, see, they were big in Japan. So did you ever, you probably made no. a lot of album from uh, the Budokan in Japan. Did you find any um, regional music or interest in local music, like when you were well, out you of know, the country? Local music for them in, in some of the area there, I think it was Harajuku. My husband probably could correct me on this one, but... Um, Call in, Chris. <laughs> what they did was... They they had a lot of the Western music playing anyway, mm-hmm. you know Elvis, uh, big, just, big fans, just the yeah. pop music that was going on there in the what local y- scene. What years were you in Japan? Oh my gosh! Do you recall? Oh my gosh, my brain went. Yeah, I didn't mean to. Maybe about nineties, ninety two, ninety three, okay. okay, somewhere along in there. Like you say, you know, they're just the, everything's kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, you move on. It's like, oh, okay, I'm done with that yeah. aspect of my life. Let's yeah. see what else is in front of us. Mr. Big, uh, which had a few hits out here in America mm-hmm. back in the day, um, and I believe they're still playing, but they they were for, and may still be just huge in Japan, like the Beatles. They yeah. were the Beatles in Japan. They could go there and anytime and just continue to play massive arenas. They were, they were really, really popular. It's kind of wild how that happens. Yeah, I did have a missed opportunity when we were there. Um, I had won tickets to uh, CBB King. And on our way there, I think we got lost and never made it. <laughs> really? So, you know, I always kick myself. I'm like, oh, what if, what if? He'd have been fun to shoot, too. Well, at the time, I didn't have, you yeah. know, the photography bug. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, then, and getting back into the photography earlier, you mentioned just in passing, uh, you referenced black and white. Do you have a preference to shooting in black and white or color? I'm a sucker for black and white. I love black and white. Why? Why? Uh, you know, it, it goes back to the film days, and I never shot really... F- okay, I shot film with whatever disposable camera I had, mm-hmm. but I never developed it, so I never be, was able to get my hands on that aspect that of it, mm-hmm. right? But what I do love is how you've got the grain, and you've got the shadows, and you've got the lighting, and, it, and someone who's probably doesn't like their, their photos... In a black and white, I think everybody's gorgeous. <laughs> they really are because you're not you're not bringing out the, the imperfections. You're you're kind of enhancing what they have, mm-hmm. and it's just absolutely gorgeous to to dive in and you can stand there and and feel the moment. S- somehow, black and white is about moment, or mm-hmm. at least it is for me. I mean, I don't know how other photographers do it or why they do it, but for me, it just kind of it absorbs you. It just draws you in and. I just love it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm editing, I'll, I'll look at an image and wait till it talks to me. I'll push, I'll push some images aside. And I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do with these? And in my, in my head, I'm like thinking, all right, technically I would do this, this, and this to it. Maybe bring out the contrast, add some more color, maybe zoom in a little bit on the image. But when it comes to black and white, it's, it's about the overall feeling that it gave me. Because sometimes there are songs that... 
are playing and maybe it maybe it is heavy metal music but honestly the black and white in there and and watching hands move on the drums and you know there there's little key moments for mm-hmm. me that I love and so black and white just kind of that's I just love it to, to me black and white tends to feel like a frozen moment where a color image doesn't well what you're doing is in, in my head you're you're stripping away everything so that you don't have to think about what's going on it, it's it drains you drain the color out and what you have left is structure you have and so now it's it's left for the eye to look at um to to find what where does your eye go when you look at it mm-hmm. how does it make you feel the it's raw like, content instead of all the information the color represents right because having color you know you, we know the the sky is blue we know the grass you know is green we know that but did you see the clouds in the sky did you see the the I don't know, twigs mm-hmm. and branches that were there in the pathway. Mm-hmm. It's just those things that you have to look past when you see color mm-hmm. compared to black and white. You were also mentioning uh, when you, you say you set some images aside when you're trying to wait for the certain images to speak to you. Um, do you find that just flipping them into black and white gives you a whole different perspective on the shots? Oh, yeah, for sure. There, there's times where maybe it lends that it, it worked out better mm-hmm. um, and you didn't realize it. But typically... Others, well, you just kind of have to say, okay, those are deletes. <laughs> those go to a different file. But I don't know. Every now and then I'll have that one image that I'll edit today. And right. in, in about a month I'll look at it again. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I should have done this. Yeah. Or I could have done that. And I will often do that. Go back through and look at what I have and maybe send them back out to, to whoever hired me or mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But it's it's a lot of fun to, to see something change. Mm-hmm. Today in this world of everybody has a cell phone and everybody has to take their own picture and post constantly, you know, images they shoot, um, there's a whole lot of crappy photography being done, you know, and it kind of lowers the bar for expectation. Um, it makes the art of what you do that much more valuable, I think, to people, to bands. And when I've seen the shots that you've done, um, they they stand out. You know, you you recognize, wow, this, this photographer knows what they're doing. And there's a handful of you guys running around town. To do nice work and you know thank you uh and it's it really does stand out thank you i appreciate that we we try hard um you know watching a band if if there's a band that's a tribute band i try to give them their due diligence of editing to that to that time frame um because they took the time to get dressed up they got time to morph into who they want to be mm-hmm. or who they're wanting you to think they are right so i try to give them that edit time of who they they're to who they're the band is right. trying to be, um, you know. Edit as far as giving it a '70s feel, giving it a rock '80s feel, mm-hmm. you know, with a vibrant mm-hmm. colors and and the you know just kind of more white. Uh, so I like to give the bands their due diligence mm-hmm. um, and their moment in images. On a local level, do you tend to uh, shoot a group uninvited and then find that they? want you to start shooting them and maybe hire you or is your initial introduction usually being hired well it works a little bit in in a couple of different ways uh two to what you're saying yes on both aspects but sometimes i'll be shooting one band and while i'm there another band will come on so i'll try and get a couple of images to show them hey i exist this is who i am and this mm-hmm. is what i can do for you um just promotion 
putting mm-hmm. yourself out there. Um, there's times when people will see my work from other bands and call and say, hey, you know, we'd like you to come out, take, you know, take a couple of shots, and then let's see what we can do from there. I have an idea for you. Hmm. A bunch of you guys could do this. You should make a little, well, you should, I'm not telling you what you should do, <laughs> but I think it would be wonderful if you uh, had made a, a coffee table book of local bands. A small, uh, and you could do one almost every couple of years. Uh, and, and so many of the bands would love copies for their fans and copies for other people mm-hmm. and, and people visiting. That would be an interesting uh, thing to put together. Well, I, I know I have a couple of passion projects that I'd like to at least get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of them. Like what? One of them for sure is to take images of the band and then go out and see who they are in their workplace, in their home life. Mm-hmm. You know, who are you away from stage? Kind of do a bio that just, contrasts just, yeah, those images. Yeah, kind of like a juxtapose because you have them working at home, either cleaning house, and then here they get on stage and, mm-hmm. and they're just rocking out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd almost, that, that's like one of the things that I've had in the back of my head for a long time now is being able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do when you're not on stage? Who are you when you're not on stage? You know, who are you out of costume mm-hmm. and, and when you are on stage? Because there's a whole different persona that takes over right. when they get up there. That's interesting. Any uh, crazy stories about shooting? <laughs> I've got a lot of crazy stories. I mean, I've, I've had a few things happen, you know, where I've got people like my work. So I get the uh, email of, dude, I really like your work. Dude, you rock. Dude, you're awesome. And then uh, Chris will send out an email saying, uh, Nope, the dude is not a dude. <laughs> She's <laughs> definitely a she. Um, you know, and then I've had a few crazy emails. I had a, a lady that messaged saying, just gushing over our work. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. You know, you don't really get that kind of level of gush, but okay. Until she realized I wasn't a guy. Uh-huh. She, you know, because it's easy to, to think that, you know, a guy is shooting because of the, the sports that, that's intertwined with the music on Bad mm-hmm. Rooster. Mm-hmm. Um, so she automatically assumed I was a guy until I introduced myself, and no. <laughs> and she wasn't quite as interested. Yeah, she wasn't so just... happy with that. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, gosh, I was just thinking about something, and I, and I lost it. But um... no, no, the, the weirdest one I got that I thought somebody was playing a prank on me oh, was, really? uh, was a band manager called me. Now, I remember in high school, L.A. Guns was banned in the mm-hmm. 80s, you know, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh, well, yeah, okay. So I get the phone call. Hey, this is the manager or the stage manager. I don't remember what his title was. And I'm like, yeah, okay, who's messing with me? Who's doing that? He's telling you he's with L.A. Guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. but, you and know. We want you to come and shoot the band. Right, exactly. I was like, hmm. I was trying to figure out the voice and see who it was. But sure enough, it really was. And so... <laughs> One of your friends. Who's, who is this? Somebody's messing with me. You know, there are a lot of jokers out there. But um, it, it was definitely on the up and up. So there I went to, to photograph. And I, I just had the great time. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. The, you know, going back to the stage presence. They have a stage presence. And they yeah. had the lighting. And you know, it was, I think it was part of the Metal Mayhem in Tucson a couple years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, so that, that was a lot of fun. Being able to go from here to Tucson, I know it's not that much of a travel, but it was a nice mm-hmm. little, you know, night out to That's go do cool. something different. Are there are there venues that you've really enjoyed shooting in more than others, or is it primarily those big ones just because the lighting is so much? No, more you abundant? know what? Locally, I'll say that Joe's Grotto has really good lighting up there. Um, they do their, you know, I don't I don't know what they do, but they have some magic that goes up on there that for each band, they uh, either 
like I said, I don't know exactly who's in charge up there, but. So when somebody wants you to shoot them, uh, would you look at their, do they give you a day generally, or do you look at their calendar and kind of say, I'd like to shoot you on this day? Or? Well, it depends. Um, they'll, they'll message me asking me for some time uh, to come out and they'll take care of my, my entry or my, right. my way in uh, and get it scheduled managers and other bands for me to be there. Um, and then there's times where I reach out by email or just send people, you know, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. If, if you know, I'd love to shoot you. And they'll either say yay or nay or never respond. Mm-hmm. Who are some acts that you'd like to shoot that you haven't shot? Oh, my gosh. You know, when Metallica came through, I was really trying for that one. Oh, yeah? Well, I, I think some of it was just because nostalgia, and, and I know my husband loves them, mm-hmm. that I was thinking, man, if I could get us in, I, w- I would be like, in point heaven there mm-hmm. so yeah that would work out nicely but you know there's there's a lot of pop and rock bands that come through that once they come through i'm like oh i didn't know they were here or because yeah, you get so busy with other things that you don't realize mm-hmm. there's just so much in, in information of bands coming through for every venue right um, is there anybody who calls you these days like uh, representing a venue saying hey you want to come in and shoot these guys do, do, does anybody give you a heads up on certain shows only for local bands, maybe I'll get, you know, the promoters. Um, you know, there's Scott Rowe. He's he's part of the Pranksters, so I know he's reached out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Michael Beck, who's put together some of the events, you know, um, because he's part of Deep Purple. He's, mm-hmm. he's you know, called me up. Um, so I'm very fortunate to have a lot of really amazing people here in Arizona that reach out. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's got, What's coming up? What's going on? Wow, what's Anything next? Anything exciting happening? Well, right now, I'm actually, I reached out to the, uh, there was a a Facebook posting regarding zero waste. Zero waste in the uh, textile industry and manufacturing and, you know, basically, um, when, when a t-shirt is made, you know, they have stacks and stacks of material mm-hmm, and right. the leftovers is what goes to waste. Well, there's a group of people here in town that are trying to take that waste and turn it into a fashion line mm-hmm. um, to utilize that that and be able to put more out there without creating waste so i know they're going to be doing something in april and i kind of sent them my information and said hey if you need photos or cool. you know i'd love to be part of that i just think it's cool to to have you know the music aspect and be able to put that into the fashion side mm-hmm. and hopefully somewhere down the road combine the two mm-hmm. or at least in my head once again going to that you know, uh, project, my passion projects of having fashion and mm-hmm. music together all in one spot, you know, because a lot of these musicians, I, they get up there and they look like they were just, you know, in jeans and t-shirt. But I think we, if we have a great fashion group here in town, you know, locally that, that would love to dress some of these musicians mm-hmm. and, and up their game a little bit yeah. for stage presence. I'm not saying that they don't know what they're doing. It's just right. stage presence is a big deal. Well, and budget as well. You know, you, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys might wear something a little different if they had uh, the money to spend on what they really wanted to wear. Right. You know, right. I remember a young guitar player in town with a group I worked with and he had the money uh, to spend and he he bought the coolest jeans and boots you'd ever seen in your life. He he's wearing a thousand dollars every day he was on stage, you know. And the rest of the band was in jeans and t-shirts because they right, right. You know, but uh, so I think a lot of them have a sense of themselves artistically that that maybe is out of their budget as well. You have to achieve that. Well, uh, can you share with us how people can get a hold of you? Because we're going to be okay. wrapping up here. So they can get us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, but we have our website of badroosterimages.com, and they can always reach out through there. 
Um, our information is also on Facebook. If you go to the profile and you know see who's what, it'll talk about both Chris and I. Okay. And uh, we can be reached that way. And you, you know, you kind of hide out in social media. You're like, I have to search and search and search <laughs> to find a picture of you. And uh, I, I know Bad Rooster, and, and I've seen the, the rooster, you know, I've shared the rooster on Facebook to, to promote the show. And does that anonymity work well for you when you go out at, shooting? At times it does. At times it doesn't. Um, I like having that because I can get in and out. Um, and, and it's always nice to have friends and sit and talk. But a lot of the time I need to be working. Mm-hmm. So I get up and I'm moving around. Um, if they don't know I'm there, then it's easy to be kind of in the shadows um and i get to see things that people don't typically pay attention to mm-hmm. um how you know the events of what's occurring backstage you know hopefully they don't bring you know any drama onto the stage but hey it makes for a good photo too because they're mm-hmm. angry and working it out i don't know but um you know there's a few things and any last uh, thoughts or recommendations for uh, artists that are out there in terms of uh, helping them help you definitely find your light Find your light. Um, you know, having cell phone photos, going back to what you were talking about, cell phone photos are great, um, but I can't edit bad photos. Mm-hmm. A, a bad photo is a bad photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they'll call a, call us to do the images because, you know, you get a high-level high image, um, you get a good image, and you get something that somebody took the time for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't know. Cell phone Cell phone images are great. <laughs> it's just there's going to be a lot of them around. And that's well, okay. listen, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, you. And let's hope that 2018 brings you all the greatest opportunities for you and your work and Chris's work as well. It's going to rock. All right. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank Take you. care.